and salutations from Boss Lady Headquarters. I'm Holly Sexton, a champion for women, culture enthusiast, and Boss Lady Coaching producer, along with Megan Stith, CEO and founder of Boss Lady Coaching. Along with planning She Started It, we've also been occupied scheduling podcasts with interesting, smart, successful, and talented women. We're a traveling podcast, so every guest is recorded at a different location. We go where successful, professional women work and live, and this podcast episode is no different. And now we're at my house to talk with Sakina Bunch, CEO and founder of Clean Good Eats. She's a wellness ambassador with Rainbow Blossom, a health coach, a veteran, a mom, and more. And we're going to get to know Sakina a little bit better today with our Boss Lady Coaching Podcast. Hi, Megan. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. And it is so, I'm so excited about our conversation today because I actually met Sakina for the first time at a networking event. So this lady practices what she preaches by going out and meeting new people and you can tell her passion for what she does. Can't wait to talk. And we need some help. <laughs> so clean goodies. But we, we should have made you cook for us before we started recording. <laughs> I, I didn't plan that one very well. So before we get to that, tell us a little bit about your background with our Boss Lady Coaching Podcasts. We always talk to our guests a little bit about what got you to where you are right now. So first of all, you're a veteran, so thank you for your service. Oh, so let's talk about pleasure. that as being a young woman in early in your military career. That was very interesting. I kind of got into it by accident. My husband was in first, and I was one of those strong women. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to follow him all around. And so I said, hey, what if I go into the military too? <laughs> and I kind of, he kind of found out like last minute when I was almost shipped out. Yeah, that's that's kind of how. Oh yeah, that'd yeah. be kind of a big uh, honey, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was great. I was a lab tech in the military, and that's really what fostered me into the healthcare side of the house. I really understood, you know how parasites and things work within the body and it was just absolutely amazing so I enjoyed it and terrifying yes. I was say, now I'm thoroughly scared of yes. what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight yes. well I know knowledge yes. is power and you had to gain a lot of knowledge quickly so let's talk about what got you to uh, the creation and becoming the CEO of Clean Good Eats okay. well my daughter she was diagnosed with a host of food allergies she was allergic to pretty much everything except four foods so iceberg, lettuce, cucumbers, turkey and bison were the only things she could eat and I didn't know how to cook so it was really interesting trying to feed her and nourish her on those four foods at the age of eight and keep her interested so that's kind of how I got started in it and then my husband he has a chromosome deficiency where he cannot have anything that has a preservative in it that has soy in it and so I'm like god you are really funny <laughs> give me all these people and I really have to learn how to cook and did you have an interest in cooking before no <laughs> not at all in fact you know I tell this story my grandmother always wanted to get me into the kitchen and I'm like Nana you know when I grow up everything's already going to be made I'm just going to have to stick it in the oven and it'll be done so when we got our first microwave I was like ha ha last laughs on her <laughs> that's perfect yeah last laughs on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. What a sense of humor to say, okay, you know, you weren't really into that, but now mm -hmm. you're going to have to parlay the knowledge you already had mm -hmm. about the body yeah. and the microbiome, yeah. microbiome and all that mm -hmm. and say, okay, how can I make this practical in my everyday life? Mm -hmm. And yes. you learned quickly. That so um, before we get into how you got gained your knowledge and practice and developed Clean Good Eats, mm -hmm. um, tell me a little bit about how those allergies manifest 
manifested? Like, how did you know uh, that things weren't right? Well, actually, when she was mm, maybe about a year old, I noticed that she was just very congested all the time, had trouble breathing. But because she was so young, they didn't want to diagnose her with allergies. But by the time she was six years old, they said, oh, my goodness, you know, she's got a lot of allergies. But they only tested her for environmental ones not food allergies and so around the age of eight she was you know on so many medications she had allergy shots two times a week and then she had um, eight different medications three times a day and she went through puberty at the age of six and you know we were finally saying enough is enough so we took her to a holistic doctor where he muscle tested her we we followed that up with a blood test and that's how we found that she had all of those allergies but it came through with hives with asthma with the itching of the eyes the closing of the throat i mean it was awful it's extreme scary Mm -hmm. and that along with your husband and him with dealing with his issues as well Mm -hmm. and i know megan and i talked a couple of podcasts ago actually how um when you had your firstborn you had so many issues with um acid reflux and that kind of thing you don't know what's normal you know you kind of assume that oh babies cry Mm -hmm. and this is just a natural thing Mm -hmm. so it's scary and that's as you're describing this um i'm i just can't imagine watching your own child go through those things that when you don't know what's causing it how painful that uncertainty must be Mm -hmm. it was it was very scary very scary because i didn't know if i was going to kill her (laughs) or not so it was very scary and it can make you feel really helpless Mm -hmm. too and we talk about being unqualified a lot on this podcast as well mm-hmm. to say, how can I deal with this situation because I don't have the resources that I need or I, I need an answer now yeah. and how can I make that happen? Yeah. So how did you get your now answer? Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, it was a lot of prayer. I tell you, it was definitely a lot of prayer. But when we went to the holistic doctor, he was instrumental in sharing with us, okay, well, these are some things that she can eat. These are a lot of things that she cannot eat. And so we did a lot of research, my husband and I, and that's when we started her on an elimination diet. And with this elimination diet, we took out everything that she couldn't eat and slowly brought back in the things that she could eat. And so now I think like the only thing she's still kind of allergic to food-wise is carrots. Everything else she can eat. Sometimes I'm wishing like, oh, she couldn't eat some of those things, but yeah, she can now. What a blessing and mm-hmm. such a huge transformation to go um, just carrots. I yeah. mean, I, I think there's a lot in the world that, uh, you know, you would probably miss more than that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So for up until this point, and you're just like, wow, I wish that some of those things she couldn't eat. We're all sitting here going, yeah, I just fed my kid goldfish crackers. <laughs> I was just thinking and... how many times my kids have had hot dogs yeah. this week. I won't say how many that is, yeah. but that's zero happened. judgment. That's yeah. right, no judgment. So how no did judgment. you do that as a busy parent, um, you know, feeding your child these special diets, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming continue to do a lot of that. How do you work that into your schedule? Well, I have to say it was a little bit easier because we homeschool, so I was able to monitor a lot more of what she ate. But you know, when you go to church and they want to feed them candy and everything else, and the kid's not going to say no to candy, mm-hmm. you know, so it was a little bit more difficult when she was outside the house as opposed to when she was inside the house. We only had the foods in there that she could eat, so it wasn't like there was a temptation for her to eat the other stuff. How do you explain that to a child that young? 
well, I really didn't have to do too much explaining. I mean, the closing of the throat helped. <laughs> I see. Okay. You so aren't really messing around right. when, uh, right. when you can't breathe. Yeah. It's pretty clear something's going on. Exactly. So with Clean Good Eats, uh, uh, did you just suddenly wake up one day and go, I could do this for a living? I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Clean Good Eats came about because I had a friend come over. And her daughter was so picky on the foods that she would eat. All she would really feed her were bananas because that's what the daughter liked. And I'm like, you feed her how many bananas a day? No, that's a lot of sugar. We can't do that. And so just talking with her, she's like, you know, you you know a lot of things that everyday people don't know about food. And I'm like, oh, you just imagine. She says, well, you know, I think you should share this with other people. And so what we did at that time was we were making pizza, I think it was. And I said, we're going to make this from scratch. And I guarantee you, if you make this from scratch and you show her how to make it, she'll eat it. And that day she went home and she took pictures of how her daughter and her son, they were making pizzas and her daughter ate it all. And I was like, oh, maybe there is something to this. (laughs) I'm glad she she suggested that. Me too. To to say, hey, you're really good at this. And we need to do more of that for other women Mm -hmm. to encourage them or just people to Mm -hmm. say, hey, you're really good at this. You should expand up on that. So what was the step after that? After that, well, I said, well, let's let's see what I can do. And so I went into Rainbow Blossom just on a whim. Where is that? Rainbow Blossom, it's uh, on Springhurst in Louisville, right across from Tinseltown. You know where Tinseltown the is? The movie theater. Yes, right across from there. And so my son and I went in there, and he said, Mommy, look, they have a commercial kitchen. And I was like, what? You could do cooking classes in here. And I'm like, well, let's see how much it costs. <laughs> you know, but that's a factor. And when I found out... I started doing cooking classes the next month. How did you recruit people to come to your classes? Um, Facebook is a wonderful tool. Mm -hmm. We'll definitely say that. But I just put it out there, word of mouth. Hey, I'm doing some cooking classes. Told people at church, hey, I'm doing some cooking classes. And lo and behold, my first class, I had 10 people there. My next class was sold out. And I was like, wow. Did you feel like Julia Child? I did, I without the alcohol, but yeah. <laughs> I love watching Julia yes, Child. Me too. Me too. So you're standing up there in front of a group of people. What is going through your mind? I felt comfortable. Like, you know, I love to cook now, not then, but now I love to cook. And just having people in there, you know how like when you're in the kitchen and you're in there by yourself and you're like, oh, I can't stand cooking because I'm in here by myself. It's yes. the drudgery. <laughs> yes, but it was like I was in my kitchen and I had all these people to help me and it was awesome. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. So how did you make that leap? Because I will just raise my hand right here as um, I don't like cooking. I like cooking for a group, but day to day, it's stressful when you're thinking, okay, it's almost time to go home. I don't have anything ready. It's probably, I I promise we're not sponsored by hot dogs, but it's it's feeling (laughs) like that's always my default. You know, it's something quick that, um, Mm -hmm. that we, you know, make something for the kids and I scrounge up something for myself. So how did you make that leap? You're giving me hope that... (laughs) You don't have to just wake up in the morning and say, I can't wait to cook dinner. What's right. it going to be? Right. So, so give me ever. some advice on how to make yeah. that change. <laughs> well, I think you said the key thing is to make it quick. I do a lot of quick recipes, and I have gadgets in my kitchen like the Instant Pot. And if y'all don't have an Instant Pot, you need to get one because it is an amazing tool. But I do a lot of quick recipes. We'll have re- uh, leftovers, and we'll make something quick. We call it dump soup, or we just dump everything in the Instant Pot and poof, it's ready. That sounds like my yeah. kind of cooking. I can probably do that. Yeah. That gives me some confidence. I do. I, I cook for the everyday person, you know, because we moms are busy. We are so busy. And we don't have time to be in the kitchen two, three hours making a whole big Thanksgiving meal. We need something that's 15 minutes or less. Get it on the table, because my premise is I want to bring the family back to the table. 
you know, and you can bring the family back to the table when you're actually sitting at the table to eat rather than in the kitchen cooking the whole time. That's so true. One of our podcast guests, Dana Parrott, did a study on that and, and talked extensively. Uh, I believe even one of his, one of the thesis for her papers it was about bringing people back to the table and what that can do for families. Yeah. And uh, what they've seen in the long run is um, they go to higher education. Um, they're more likely to uh, go for higher education. They also um, develop better eating habits. They're healthier. Uh, they have better relationships. Yes. Um, and a lot more confident. They stay off drugs, those type of things. Mm-hmm. It's just really fascinating mm-hmm. to hear that. And I can tell you, too, that since I actually started cooking, my relationship with my daughter has gotten so much better. You know, my relationship with my mom was a little iffy at times, but with with she and I, it's like it's it's this wonderful relationship where I know her and she knows me. She put a Facebook post out there of all the things I know about my mom, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, well, she didn't know you were listening all that time. But those are conversations we had around the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Just really organic mm-hmm. conversations. And yeah. you're right, you don't get to have those conversations if you're not engaging and, and exactly. looking at the other person. Exactly. And I know, Megan, too, there's some days where I'm just talking to my kid <laughs> in the back of the car, you know, because that is the only time that we get together. Yeah. And sometimes it's totally intimidating. Um, in the battlefield of the mind, mm-hmm. for me, being in the kitchen mm-hmm. is intimidating sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, I know if I have plenty, I'm rested, and I have plenty of time to prepare, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm doing my thing, then I feel really good about it. But day to day, there's a big intimidation factor mm-hmm. there as well for a lot of women. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So how yeah. do we get through that? Well, I think for me, I did it figuring out who I was cooking for. That it wasn't just I was making a meal, but I was making a meal for my family. And for this particular person and what you know he likes or what she likes. And there, were, there was a time when I would have to make four different meals because my husband had one diet. My daughter had a completely different diet. My other son, he's just picky and didn't want to eat anything. You know, but realizing that I'm not making four meals because these people are picky. <laughs> I'm making these meals to, number one, keep them alive. But number two, because I love them. And so when I was adding, I call it that vitamin L, you know, that vitamin L factor of love, that's what made it so much easier. That and turning on some music and maybe having a little drink or two. Yeah, some wine there. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the love ingredient, actually there was a story a couple of weeks ago about love and how it's not FDA approved. Right. (laughs) So you cannot actually list it as an ingredient, but I like that. Uh, Let's talk about your book, Congratulations. Thank you. It just came out just a couple of weeks ago, right? April 2nd. Okay. Yeah, April 2nd. Exciting. Writing a book, too, on top of that. What was that process like for you? Scary. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you've talked about is scary. Scary. Yes. Yes. I love it. We should be a Halloween edition. (laughs) Do it afraid. That's Megan's one of her favorites. Yeah. Do it afraid. I have been thinking about writing a book for the past 10 years. And when I started cooking, I said, oh, I was going to write a recipe book. But then I hired this amazing business coach. Her name is Tawana. She's also known as the LinkedIn professor, but she's just an amazing business coach. And she said, well, what else you got? (laughs) I said, well, I don't know. I do this wife-to-be mentoring program. She's like, that's it. Do that. And I said, well, okay. So I married my husband and I and the struggles that we went through, you know, being together almost a quarter of a century now. And my love for cooking, I married the two of them together because, you know, food is the universal language, you know. So people identify with food. And if you can pair anything 
with food, people tend to listen more and understand more. So I, like, I yeah, need to write yeah, that down somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you just say feed them. That's right. And they'll, yeah, yeah, feed them and they will come. Exactly, exactly. So this book, it's a guide. It's a journal. There are uh, life application activities in here, reflection questions in here. So it's like talking to your best friend. It's very conversational, like, like we're doing now. It's very conversational. And so I love that. But then there are also recipes in here. And every chapter has to do something with food. So there's an instant pot chapter in here or a pressure cooker chapter. And we talk about how we see that couple that just has it all together and we're like, oh goodness, I wish I were like them. But then we don't realize the pressure that was applied to them to get their marriage to look the way that it does. I like that analogy. Yeah, and so we have a lot of analogies like that in the book. Um, let's take a minute if you want to go through the book and pull something out that you'd like to read. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd love to hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I love, you have a beautiful voice. I, I, if I, wanted, do. I don't know if anyone's told you this, but I'm waiting for your cooking show on TV to oh, come out now because... <laughs> I don't speak cook a lot. Life into me there, I don't Megan. cook speak a lot, life. but I watch Food Network because uh-huh. um, that's you know I just get hungry and and uh, you know <laughs> go grab something from the the kitchen as a result. But um, I love all the cooking shows, and you would be such a natural talent at that. So if you need another like what's next now that I've written a book, um, <laughs> I would totally tune in for your special. Well, thank love you. That. Love that. Okay. And uh, your videos. If if someone wants to watch your social media, you do some videos there. Yes, too. I do. I do. Clean Good Eats. I'm on YouTube as Clean Good Eats. Yes. I love that. And you're in your own kitchen I, where you're really comfortable doing your own thing. Yes. I am. Um, and sometimes, you know, have to clean it up beforehand. You know how that goes because we're moms. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Are you ready to read? Uh, let's see. I, I probably can read this one. This okay. one I, All of them are titled Survival Tips because the name of the book is Wife to Be a Survivor's Guide for the New and Not So Newlywed. So it's for women who are engaged, women who have been married for a few years, and women who have been married for decades, for everybody. So something fresh. Yes. For everybody. Yes. All right. All right. So this uh, survival tip, too, is called the pressure cooker is a necessity. The Gentrys, a well-seasoned couple in their 60s, had the perfect marriage. Mr. Gentry was debonair, a man's man, and definitely not hard on the eyes. Mrs. Gentry typified a lady in every sense of the word. She was gentle, delicate, and beauty personified. Honestly, I believe the woman could have walked on water. She was so regal. The gentries were always pleasant to each other, tender and devoted. Omar and I looked up to this couple. As our wedding day approached, I remember thinking in my heart, I hope my marriage will mirror theirs. But secretly in my head, I was thinking, if this lasts five years or more, we'll be doing great. And then apply pressure. Yeah. See what happens. Mm-hmm. I love how you describe their respect for each other. I got chills when you were reading that, actually, mm-hmm. because I think not just with our children and in our community, but in our closest relationships, respect is so vital. And that's what I pulled out of that passage. What did you pull out of that passage, Megan? I really like the idea of having people to uh, look up to, mm-hmm. especially in a marriage, because I know that's a hard thing when. Not everyone comes from a background of uh, what we might view as um, the white picket fence. Yeah. And I think that's more and more um, not only to have those examples of an ideal situation, but mm-hmm. also those real examples of, no, we actually fought all the time yeah. or I went through this rough patch mm-hmm. and that's normal. And to be able to have mentors, I know um, my husband and I, you know, we, we appreciate the relationships that we're surrounded with in our marriage of 10 years, which, mm-hmm. uh, again, it's uh, one day at a time. That's right. yeah. 
Congratulations. But it's about mentoring, and, mm-hmm. and that's what, um, obviously, I'm passionate about at every level, but especially in a marriage, you need to be that mentor as well for other couples. Yeah, and, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that, too, because in the book, I talk about mentoring, and coupling with this book as a companion I'm actually starting a mentoring program so it's all online and it's a mentoring program and we're using the wife to be as a guide but it is absolutely amazing we started our beta group and the beta group sold out and so now we're registering for mid-June for the next uh, mentoring class we call it the wife to be mentoring masters class I love that so how do people sign up for that they can sign up for it right on the website cleangoodeats.com that's excellent what Um, a perfect gift like (laughs) I'm thinking already about wedding season, and um, have you had people, like, give your book or your classes as a wedding gift that, you know, not to say we can't all use an extra Instapot, Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I need to register for one, because I do not, I need to go out and buy that. I keep hearing about this magical (laughs) Instapot. I think we need a whole podcast on this, apparently, because it it keeps coming up. The universe is trying to tell us something, but this seems like a really creative thing that you could give somebody who is in that transition in their life that might be a little more meaningful than Mm -hmm. that next kitchen utensil Mm -hmm. or other um, thing for the household. Mm -hmm. So I hope people think about that as they're starting to do some shopping for all those weddings that'll be upon us soon. If you could talk to Sakina 10 years ago. Mm. Would she listen is the question. Well, (laughs) yes. Would would she? Um, What would you say to her about your journey over the past 10 years and with your business? That's a good question. Laughter is key. You need to be able to laugh at yourself. Because sometimes you're in those, you know, the the thick of the moment and you don't see anything funny. (laughs) So you need to be able to laugh at yourself and persevere. But I think the main thing I would probably say is find someone who has gone before you first. Yeah. So that you don't have to make all the mistakes yourself. That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Mentoring. Yeah. And And coaching. Yes, and coaching. And you talked about this beautiful couple who love and respect each other that you wanted to mirror in your marriage. Um, Who is that person for you? Oh, my goodness. That has helped you in business and helped you with launching your book. You mentioned the LinkedIn lady. Yes, she's amazing. So, Tawana. Actually, I have a few. So, Michelle uh, Harmon, who owns Family Fun Ice Cream. Love Michelle. Love her. She is one of my mentors. And um, I have another lady by the name of Aisha. She's an author, an accomplished author, and a ghostwriter. She is another one that helps. And then Tawana. She is just right on point. She says, mm, don't do that. Yes, go ahead, do that. You know, I need that red flag. Just let me know exactly what to do. And I love that moxie too. And that's so important too, is communicating and not being afraid to look at that person and say, Megan, I don't think that's working. Yeah, you know, not your best work. Yeah, exactly. It's like, let's, or let's revisit this and look at something else. That honesty and respect mm-hmm. is invaluable mm-hmm. in a relationship yes. and in friendships. Mm-hmm. And um, before we go, and it's almost time for us to go, but <laughs> before we go, um, what would you like to share about where you're headed, not only with your book, but with Clean Good Eats? What do you see the future of Clean Good Eats oh. being? What does it look like? Well, since we specialize in specialty diets, so gluten-free, uh, vegan, keto, you name it, we specialize in it, allergy-friendly, we do home cooking classes. So we come to your home and we'll do cooking classes with you and your family, individualized and group, and we travel. So that's one of the things that we do. This mentoring program is really dear to my heart because, you know, one in two marriages ends in divorce. And if we can do something to help that statistic go a little bit less, that's something that we desire to do. And there may be another book in the works, maybe. (laughs) 
Um, did you even think cooking would have so many outliers? No. Like all of the things that you mentioned, I like know. we don't even put that together with making meals. I know. No, I had no clue. When I, when I stepped into Rainbow Blossom, I'm like, oh, well, I'll just do cooking classes here. Had no clue that it would branch out into all these different areas. And I do want to ask about how you overcame, I'm sure there had to be some self-doubt along the way of... Um, do I have a PhD in this, or who? Uh, speaking of unqualified, am I, am I qualified to do this? Yeah. So, how yeah. did you overcome those doubts to do what you, you know to create and to go ahead and do? Well, I tell people I am not a chef. I am a mom who did not want to kill her family, and <laughs> you know, I did. That's your next book that's, title. Yeah. Title. So keeping them alive. That's why keeping them that's alive. That's what we're doing. And I figured, you know, my daughter's eighteen now. My eldest is twenty-seven, and my youngest is and my husband's still alive so I figured that kind of qualified me they didn't die <laughs> yeah so that, that kind of qualified me and then uh, you know also I am right at the cusp of being fully certified as a health coach too so that that coupled together makes me feel a little more qualified <laughs> yeah sometimes we have to do those things for ourselves we just do. to get over the um I'll speak to that as having a certification in something that I yeah. probably kind of knew a little bit about earlier but you right. have to sometimes go through those paces just to get out of your own head yeah so I totally exactly, understand that. exactly so what's your next challenge for yourself Oh, goodness, that's a good question to catch me off guard. So the next challenge for myself, I think I would love to take the mentoring program to the next level. I want to do conferences. I want to do retreats. There are just so many avenues that I know we can go with that. But I think that's probably the next thing that I would love to do outside of writing the book. All right. Well, people can keep up with you online. This is your chance to plug wherever they can find you. And you okay. said you have a YouTube channel? I have a YouTube channel, Clean Good Eats. You can find me online, cleangoodeats.com. I am on Facebook. That's Clean Good Eats with Sakina B on Facebook. But everywhere else, Instagram, Twitter, I'm on Clean Good Eats. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. A Boss Lady Coaching Podcast is a production of Boss Lady Coaching. If you heard something in this podcast that would be helpful to someone, and you know you did, so share it with them. And you can also find us at bethebosscoaching.com and on Facebook. Just look for Boss Lady Coaching. All podcast content in this episode is the property of Megan Stith, Holly Sexton, and podcast guests. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.